This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. Bathroom not included. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie coming together. And Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us on tune in and always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. I think real quick before we get into biggest question that you have going into the NFL season. Harry will give you his. I will give you mine. You can give us yours at triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. What is your biggest question heading into the NFL season? Hit us up and be heard on ESPN Radio's Freddie and Harry at 888-729-3776. But we got breaking news, Harry Douglas, from the Giants contingent. Not that Darren Waller, the tight end, is questionable for Sunday night's game versus Dallas due to a hamstring injury. We're going to bring in Nick Cardi. One of the three resident Giants fans on the other side of the glass, joining Shannon Penn and Devin Kane. You have breaking news about a latest signing, Nick Hardy, involving your New York Giants football team. Tell the nation what that is. According to ESPN NFL reporter Jordan Rodon, the Giants have signed Graham Gano to a three-year extension. He has been the Giants' best player over the last few years, hitting 91% of his field goal attempts, the best in franchise history. How's, uh, how was the Cowboys kicker last year? Doesn't matter. Wow. Oh, oh, whoa! Oh, oh. Didn't my team finish three games ahead of your team last year? Both lost Ooh. in the divisional round. Yeah, oh, but, yeah, but still, my team got at least they were in the game versus the 49ers. Your team didn't even win the coin toss, and it got progressively worse from there. When you're celebrating kickers and having children going, <laughs> that tells you all I need to know about your Giants in 2023 this year. Freddie, a wise man once said, mm-hmm. "You're not first, you're last." If you got to use movie references of Will Ferrell to back them out, your Giants going to stink again, even though they might make the playoffs. Good luck to you. Good I can't wait you. for Monday. Boy, I'm telling y'all Me right now. Neither. Me Them Giants neither. better win on Monday. Oh, I'm tearing oh, everybody up. Put it this way. You can <laughs> do that. I'm tearing everybody but up. If the, but if the Giants don't oh. win on Sunday night, believe me, Devin, Nick, and Shannon, they might call in for week two of this show. They might say, you know, I ain't dealing with Freddie for four hours of this nonsense. I ain't dealing with him at all. Oh, well, at, some, at some point, we're going to get him, though, Freddie. Absolutely. We at do. some point, whenever they get back, mm-hmm. yeah. this ass whooping going to be waiting on them. <laughs> it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Chris, in Florida, what is the biggest question that you have heading into this NFL season? Uh, I'm a Bears fan, so I have a Bears mindset. Uh, my biggest question is, does Justin Fields take that next step and get into that upper echelon of quarterbacks? Great question. Yeah, I think that's a that's a that's a great one. Um, I, I think he will. Now, when you look at Justin Fields going into a year two under the system of Luke Getze, I understand this is his third year, but he's in the same system now. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to pay dividends for this football team and Justin Fields as an individual. When you look at what Ryan Poles have done, bringing in some offensive linemen, trying to revamp that, they still have some ways to go, but it's going to be better than it was the first few years that Justin Fields spent in the National Football League. Lastly, when you look at now, he has a number one wide receiver in D.J. Moore. And I've seen a lot of D.J. Moore covering the Falcons right here in Atlanta and, you know, seeing him play uh, up close and in person, right. but also on the film. And he instantly jumps out to me as a guy that can do a lot of different things on the field from the wide receiver position. Now Justin Fields has a guy that he trusts and he can get the ball to when he feels like he's in trouble. Also, when you look at a guy like Justin Fields from the quarterback position who's a dual-threat guy, 
the trouble that he poses to defenses in trying to game plan for him, I think that's going to be able to open up a lot of things in the past game for Chicago. If they can get other guys to come along with DJ Moore in that pass game right. and the offensive line can block consistently, I think Justin Fields is going to have a major jump this season and be a phenomenal quarterback. Dave in Alabama, what is the biggest NFL question you have going into the season as we get Sunday, which is right around the corner? What's going on, fellas? Yeah. What's going on, fellas? Hey, um, is Anthony Richardson going to be the real deal, and can David Carr turn his career around in New Orleans? I'm going to st- – I'll attach – That's the- Derek Carr yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, either way, <laughs> I'll, I'll attack the second part of that. It's amazing how a guy who has had success in the NFL still has a lot to prove to people out there. Because Raiders fans have wanted this guy gone for years. Well, be careful what you wish for because now you got it and you got Jimmy Garoppolo replacing a guy that literally kept your franchise afloat in 2021 when John Gruden got canned by the NFL and Ruggs had that horrific car accident took the life of of a young lady in Las Vegas. And Derek Carr was the one that single-handedly not only kept your organization afloat but got your organization to the playoffs and three penalties against your team that should not have been called kept you from beating Cincinnati. But yet, that guy still has something to prove as a quarterback in the NFL. And, Freddie, I'll tell you, I had the opportunity uh, the year after my last year in the National Football League, and I was still thinking about trying to, you know, play again. Yeah. Um, I, I got a chance to go out to Oakland at the time because that's where the Raiders were, and I worked out with Derek Carr for about two weeks. It was okay. me, him, Devontae Adams, and Jordy Nelson and company, and I was highly impressed uh, with the way – he approached things, him throwing the football, his mindset. And I always knew back then that him and Devontae Adams were, were going to get an opportunity to play together because of their relationship. Okay. But I, I've been a Derek Carr fan for the longest because of, you know, number one, the way he plays the game, his control at the line of scrimmage and getting, you know, the Raiders at the time into the right play and being able to carve people up. So I think he's going to be able to have some success in New Orleans. And as far as Anthony Richardson, I can't wait that's to see what this is going to look like. A guy I'm high on no. right now. I don't think Jim Ursay and company are doing him any justice by not having signing Jonathan Taylor to a deal because I would think as an owner you would want your young quarterback that you just drafted to be your franchise guy to be paired up with a running back of the caliber of Jonathan Taylor. But sure. that's a story for another day. I'm really looking forward to watching Anthony Richardson play. Yeah, I can't wait to see how that's going to look up, look out in terms of Anthony Richardson because he looks the part. And you get the sense, intelligence-wise, he's going to fit that part because what he doesn't know, he's trying to figure out. And what he does know, he's going to try to make that the full effect as far as that goes. Before we get to more callers at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want to know from you, what is your biggest question heading into the NFL season? Hit Freddie and Harry up on ESPN Radio at 888-729-3776. But, Sir Harry, I'll defer to you. What is the biggest question for you? going into this NFL season. Freddie, I could have went a lot of different ways with this, but I'm going to keep it simple, and I'm going to keep it with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Can they make it to the Super Bowl? When the moments are the brightest, can their star players uh, make the plays necessary? And, yes, Dak Prescott is included in that. Can he be a guy when the moment comes up to not lose to a Brock Purdy, to not lose to a Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, when there's an opportunity to hit C.D. Lamb on a goal route for a touchdown and you underthrow it, can that ball be thrown out so now you can put pressure on your opponent? Can they make the necessary plays and reach an NFC Championship game, win that, and make a Super Bowl? But can, can you imagine the, 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 the storylines we're able to have if the Dallas Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl? Right. 
literally first take would blow up. Yes. <laughs> literally, X would melt. Social yes. media would melt. And I, they might do 30 for 30s every day on ESPN and the NFL Network because that's something that a lot of people still don't believe the Cowboys can do. And you brought up a really good point about Dak Prescott. Having lesser quarterbacks outplay him when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo on one side and then Brock Purdy as a rookie on the other side. Not that Brock Purdy was great, but when you have a check mark next to you in terms of quarterback matchup and that check mark is on your side, you can't allow guys that aren't on your level leveling you off when it comes to Dak Prescott. Aaron Rodgers beats you with a great throw in the playoff game. Hey, Aaron Rodgers done it a lot of guys. That's one of the all-time I can, great playoff I can throws. live with that. Right. That's one of the all-time great playoff throws he made after Dak led them down the field and had the Cowboys take the lead in that playoff game for Aaron Rodgers did that. But you're right. If a guy is left on the other side, I know you're not playing him, but you are playing him. If you can't beat their defense, but you let that guy have a chance to maybe level you up against your defense, that can't happen if you're Dak Prescott. For me, my biggest question, I'll stay in that division, I want to see how the Philadelphia Eagles recover from that Super Bowl loss. That's not to say that they can't. I want to see how they do it. Because I've seen and heard this before. Man, you get that close to the Super Bowl. Man, next year we're going to win it. And next year never comes. Ask any Atlanta Falcons fan about 28-3. And when that happened, I said, I wonder how much that will set back this organization. Here it is, what, five years plus waiting for the Falcons, who I believe still have not recovered from that as an organization when it comes to trying to get back to the playoffs, get in the playoffs, and win a Super Bowl. It's one thing to get to that holy grail and you win a championship, and people wonder, can you do it again? But when you get so close, Harry, like Philadelphia was able to get to against this Kansas City Chiefs team, many people thought, man, Patrick Mahomes survived Cincinnati. He's not going to survive those ruffians over there called the Philadelphia Eagles defense. And he put up 38 points on one leg. Windows get shorter and shorter in the NFL. I can't wait to see how the Eagles, as talented as they are, with a great coaching staff, even though they lost two coordinators, try to recover from that. And I think people really underestimate how difficult it is to get back there because, you know, it happened to me, Freddie, in 2012. We go to the NFC Championship game in a year that we thought we actually could have won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And you say to yourself, man, we're going to be back there the following year when well, you don't make the playoffs the following year. Then you don't make the playoffs the year after that. Yeah. And you're looking like, man, the entire team is different from what we had in 2012. So every year is different. Um, you have some carryover, and you also, you know, those players have to treat it as such. Spot on when it comes to that. Those are our NFL questions, the biggest NFL questions we have heading into the season. Harry wants to know, can the Cowboys make it to the Super Bowl? I have, will the Eagles recover from that Super Bowl loss? What say you at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Thanks for being a part of Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Danny in San Diego, what is your biggest question heading to the NFL as that gets started on Sunday? Are the commanders really going to go with Sam Howell this year? Like, are we, are we expect, should we? I'm, I'm a commander's fan. Like, but my, like, from Rivera, like, I got it. But are they, this is the plan? Like, people are falling in love with him. I, I, I don't know. Like, is that, is that really the plan? <laughs> I, I love when, when people get involved with their teams. Like Danny says, I know that's the plan, but this is what we're doing. This is where we're going to be with the quarterback and Sam Howell. They like Sam Howell a lot. They do. They really, really believe in him. Here's the problem with that. When you go from Carson Wentz, anybody is going to look better by comparison not having that guy as a part of your organization. Yeah, and I think Eric Bieniemy is going to be able to call the game 
in favor of Sam Howell. I think a lot of the things that they did in Kansas City, he brought to this organization. And when you look at them on paper, you look at the skill position players, whether it's Brian Robinson Jr., Antonio Gibson, and then they drafted a guy, Chris Rodriguez Jr. from the University of Kentucky. Kentucky, And then you have a number one in Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and Curtis Samuel, and Logan Thomas. And then you bring over Andrew Wiley, from the Kansas City Chiefs, and boy, was he missed last night watching that game for Kansas City. Uh, You feel like you have a chance. You just have to guide and help your quarterback as much as possible. When you look at them on the defensive side of the ball, that's one of the better defensive lines in the country, and they're waiting to see if Chase Young is going to be able to live up to the hype of being drafted where he was drafted a few years ago. So um, I'm not going to sit up here and say Sam Howell is a world beater, but what I've seen from him in the preseason was encouraging. Now, I, I believe in Eric Bieniemy that he's going to be able to put him in positions to be successful. That's up to Sam Howell and whether he does so or not. Maybe another big question going into the season, how much will Kansas City miss Eric Bieniemy as the offense coordinator? They mm-hmm. weren't bad last night, but we've seen better even when guys are out of that lineup for Kansas City. Eric Bieniemy was the offensive coordinator. Tori in Syracuse, what is the biggest question you have heading into this NFL season? Yeah, hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Great show, by the way. You guys make a good team. Appreciate you. Um, I just want to – my question to you guys is I'm a, I'm a big Giants fan. I like, I like the caller Danny that just called. I love my New York Giants. What is it uh, that's going to take for them to get to that next level? I, I love our defense. I think uh, uh, we're very solid there. And, uh, the offensive line is coming around. What is it that's holding us back? And that's, that's just – I, I want to hear from you guys. I know you guys know the game way better than I do, so thank you for taking my call. Yeah, I think it's a few things when you look at their... Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Your cornerback position, you got some youth there, right? How quickly can those guys uh, step up to the plate? When you look at Evan Neal, offensive line, another young guy, how quickly can he come up? When you need Daniel Jones to be him, be that guy, not just against the Minnesota Vikings who have the worst defense in the National Football League, Devin Kane, but against the Philadelphia Eagles who have one of the best defenses in the National Football League. Can he be that guy in the fourth quarter where you're not protecting him with a Saquon Barkley and you feel like you got to run Saquon to hold things back so Daniel Jones don't make mistakes, but you feel confident that he's that guy that can go out and get it for you no matter what. Also, when I look at their wide receiver group, Who's going to be that guy? That's Who's going to be that guy consistently? Yeah, that's where I was going because everybody else in that division has a thumper. Washington has Terry McLaurin, like you mentioned, Jahan Dotson. The Cowboys have C.D. Lamb and now Brandon Hooks. The Philadelphia Eagles, they, they got have two. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and keep it on Quez Watkins. So they got three, to be honest with you. 
Where's that thumper on the outside that can help out your quarterback and help out your running game? Because this team was able to win by being really solid defensively. They kept getting better and better every week. But they're able to run the football fairly with Saquon Barkley, and Daniel Jones played off of that. It has to be flipped in that division because they're not going to let Saquon Barkley get those kind of numbers that he got last year, which puts an annoying amount of pressure on Daniel Jones to step up if he does not have a thumper on that outside, especially if they can't stay healthy in that division with those defenses in the NFC East. Two a days in Florida. I got a pretty good idea where this is going. <laughs> Two a days, what is your biggest question heading into the NFL season? Man, what's up, fellas? What's up, my What's man? good, baby? Guys, it's all good. Hey, I love that conversation you guys had with Julio Jones. I want to say it was either yesterday or day before, but it was, I, I enjoyed that, man. Y'all are all right with me. Appreciate you. Um. Yeah, no problem, Freddie. Hey, so my thing is, obviously, it's Tua, man. Um, I think Miami's got a stacked team. Uh, the the fan base is, is really revved up, man. We're really looking forward to the season. Um, obviously, the quarterback position has is, is always been the issue since Marino left, and we're still fighting that battle to, to today. But, you know, a lot of us feel like we have the quarterback. It's just whether or not the man can stay healthy. And, I mean, obviously, we wish that man nothing but success and, and health. But uh, that's my biggest concern, man. I think if this guy stays healthy, I really think, you know, they got a solid team. And I don't think there's a better team. I think they could win the division, and they could possibly even get the number one seed if, if he is uh, on his two feet. I'm going to keep it real with you, man. Sometimes in life, some things are just out of our control. And I hate that we have to make that statement when it comes to Tua because – He's one of the best human beings that you could be around. And you look at how he grew up in Hawaii and his family background and his values or whatnot. Right. Um, but sometimes when it comes to health, that's out of our control. Tua Tungavaloa, I understand he's been taking classes to learn how to fall down. But let's just say hypothetically a blitz comes, a guy, a free rusher comes off the edge. And you don't see that guy. You don't know that guy is about to hit you. Uh, I, I don't think a class can really help that out, right, if you're getting blindsided. So sometimes things are out of, are out of our control, and you just pray and hope for the best for that individual. More than ever before, Mike McDaniels have to do a really good job protecting Tua talking about law. Yes, because that's why I talked about that run game. Yeah, exactly. There are things, even in the passing game, there got to be certain throws or certain alignments or certain places you can put Tua in that's going to try to keep him out of harm's way as much as possible. That can't be easy as a play caller to say, man, there's a certain throw I want to make, but if I run him out there and he gets and there's a free run from a pass rusher, I got to really have that in the back of my mind. Do I want to put him in harm's way like that? Even though those kind of plays, you have to make those kind of plays in the NFL. There are kind of plays where conflict is coming right at you. A guy is coming off that edge 100 miles an hour. He's got skinny around the bend, and it's nothing but you and him and green grass and fresh air between you delivering that football. And if you can't, if you have to worry about doing that with Tua Tungavailoa and not putting him in harm's way in a harmful environment known as the pocket or outside the pocket in the NFL, I can't even imagine what that could be like for Mike McDan having certain plays that he may be hesitant to call based on the previous history involving his quarterback in Tua Tungabailoa. Freddie, I look at week one. They're going against the Chargers, right, who have some guys who could rush the passer, but they're probably going to be without Teron Armstead, right, a guy who they signed one of their high-powered uh, free agents a year ago. That's concerning to me when yeah. you're talking about a guy in Tua Tungabailoa who's, who's had these concussion issues, right, when one of your, your left tackles, one of your tackles, a guy that you're counting on through and through week in and week out, is not going to be out there on the football field. No doubt about that. Real quick, Bilal on the X at Coleman ESPN and at H-Dogs 83 wants to know, my biggest question is, 
for the both of us, which coach is coaching for his job this year and why? That's a long line there. Yeah, it's multiple guys. <laughs> yeah, Mike McCarthy in Dallas, Brandon Staley with the Chargers. If, if things go wrong early for the Jets, maybe Robert Sala, the New York Jets. There are plenty yep. of coaches out there, Harry, that may be on that last line when it comes to still being a coach. They and better get it right. Yeah, get it right or be wrong. If you be wrong, you're going to be gone when it's all said and done in the National Football <laughs> League. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coven. appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. You can do that by visiting Progressive.com. So keep weighing in. Your biggest NFL question heading into the season. We'll take a listen to what you have to say in about 20 minutes. Give or take a lie or two at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And everybody needs some money. Just like Easy said and straight out of Compton, let's go get that money. Well, the best way we can do to put that money in your pocket more than by Monday is to have an FOS friend of the show stop by and give you the best bets for the weekend in the NFL and college football. Keep it here on Harry, Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Welcome to the Love Friday edition of Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us and tune in and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. While Harry's doing his temptations back there, doing a little singing and doing a harmony, let's bring in another temptation. He is Mark Zeno, ESPN radio host at Mark Zeno. With on the, the things X. you do. See, I, I told, I, you guys didn't warn I me. I never let you go. <laughs> I told you guys, when Harry gets to singing or singing, there's no stopping him. This, this is my jam, Mark. This is my jam right here, buddy. Listen, I don't know if I've ever seen as much swag in one show as this show has. I appreciate so, you, brother. We, we do I mean, what we can. We, yeah. well, I, well, I know Harry brings the swag. I'm just here to, just, to, just to clean up. That's you don't stop goes. that nonsense. I just do that. <laughs> 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 Plenty of people want to clean up, Mark. That's why we have you here because we know betting angles, betting props, all that stuff. You are the head honcho when it comes to that. And I'm going to start with the Sunday night game, Cowboys at the New York Giants. Dallas a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like in this early season showdown in the NFC East? Well, uh, unfortunately, as a Giants fan, I can tell you it's not the Giants. Uh, look, the Cowboys are simply just a better team than the New York Giants. Uh, and when you look at it up and down the entire roster, the Cowboys are better in every which way. This is a defense that was top five in points allowed, led the NFL in takeaways last season. From a rushing standpoint, they were top ten in the NFL in rushing EPA per play and yards after contact. An offense that was first in red zone EPA, third down, uh, fifth and third down conversion percentage, and third in pace. They play fast. They ate up a chunk of yards. The Giants last year allowed 391 yards to Cooper Rush for crying out loud. And then 430 to Dak in the second game. Uh, Tony Pollard is going to have a huge night. The Cowboys averaged 172 rushing yards in those two contests. On the flip side, Daniel Jones completed just 56% of his passes in two games last year. Didn't run the ball all that well. Uh, Only totaled 93 yards between two games and one total touchdown. Here's the problem for Daniel Jones. And this is what we, Harry, you and I have talked about this when we did shows together over the summer. It's not about Saquon Barkley. This, is, this team is about Daniel Jones and if he could take the next step under Brian Dayball. We don't know what that looks like. What I do know last year, even though Daniel Jones was very good in the red zone, the other 80 yards of the field kind of stunk. Uh, and that's a problem against a defense like this. As much as I would love to see the Giants win this game, I don't think it happens. The Cowboys have won 11 of the last 12. Only one of those has been decided by four points or less. I'll lay the three and a half with the Cowboys on Sunday night. 
Yeah, Mark, I would say this. When it comes to Daniel Jones, I want to see him take that next step. I want to see him at any given time in the ball game. He can go out there and make that play with his arm and not just his coach, but his teammates and everyone else in the stands. The fans can feel confident that he's going to get it done. Now, let's go to my Falcons. They're, in the three, they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Panthers. Tell me something good, Mark. <laughs> um, look, you know – I, I Again, not a Falcons fan per se, even though I cover the team here in the city. But I think the Falcons are going to win this game and cover it. Um, Arthur Smith, I think, wants to put the entire NFL on notice that this is a new Falcons team. It's a new Falcons regime, and he's going to justify all those draft picks of Kyle Pitts at four, B. John Robinson at eight. He's got weapons all over the field. I believe he has the quarterback. Look, if, if the Falcons can keep Desmond Ritter clean and upright, they're going to have success on the offensive side of the ball. This is a good Panthers defense. Uh, you know, Brian Burns is, it might not play. He's got the injury going on, so I don't know how effective they'll be up front. But I just genuinely feel that we're underrating the Falcons' offense at this point. You look at the total in this game, guys, it's at 39. That's a low total, which is kind of telling me, like, a lot of people don't believe in the Falcons' offense, but they also – they're not backing a, a rookie quarterback and number one all draft pick. Here's one other thing to put in your feather cap, guys, uh, feather in your cap. Number one overall draft picks have started week one 17 times, 5-12 and 12 straight up in that scenario. So uh, the chances of Carolina winning this game are slim. I'm not in love with the fact that the Falcons are laying three and a half past the key number of three, but still, I trust Arthur Smith uh, as much as I trust anybody in the NFL when it comes to play calling, and I think the Falcons get it done and cover the number. You can always bet on him. He's Mark Zeno, ESPN radio host, making sure you have more money in your pocket by the time Monday rolls around. Joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Speaking of betting on somebody, Joe Burrow bet on himself, and boy, since I said, you're about to get paid, and they made sure you got paid. Just got his extension. He's going to make $55 million in guaranteed money this year. His Bengals are a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Cleveland Browns in the Battle of Ohio. My man, Mark, how do you see this one? Uh, Joe may have cash in his pocket, but he ain't walking out of this week with a win. Um, That's really what it boils down to. Look, he's never had success in Cleveland. Hasn't won a game there yet. So, I mean, this is a tough game for him. And for as much as the Bengals are Super Bowl favorites and a team that we expect to win, why are they only laying two-and-a-half to a team that missed the playoffs last year? Should tell you a lot about what odds makers think of the Browns and their chances. Now, a lot of this game is going to hinge on Deshaun Watson. Who's, which quarterback shows up? Is it 2020 Deshaun Watson or the guy that played six games last year? I don't know, but what I do know is Kevin Stefanski will run the ball. I know the Browns' defense can get after it. I know the Browns have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, and that's enough when you can control the line of scrimmage like that. That's enough for you to help stay in a football game and keep this tight. I don't like the Bengals' chances here. If Joe Burrow plays, which we assume he is at this point, is he really, truly 100% coming off that calf injury? I mean, not that they necessarily rushed him back, but, you know, when your wide receiver is saying, stay out to week five, we'll be good, that ought to tell me something a little bit about what the extent of this injury is here for for Joe Burrow. So you're getting a hobbled Joe Burrow in a situation that he's not been good in. Uh, he might be able to beat Patrick Mahomes, but he struggles to beat the Cleveland Browns. Give me the Browns plus the points. Now, Mark, at 7 p.m., I am leaving my house here in Atlanta. I'm driving three hours to Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. Alabama, for Texas yeah. number 11 and number 3 Alabama this weekend. What do you like in that matchup? I mean, it's really tough to figure out. There's a couple of things at play here, and mostly for me, I need another sort of week of Jalen Monroe, especially against legitimate competition, to see what he can do with this Tus- with this Alabama offense here. This year, the game's at Tuscaloosa. It's obviously going to be a different environment. Uh, and I don't think Nick Saban, for one second, uh, forgets a single thing about that what happened mm-hmm. in Austin, about how petty they were over tickets because already Alabama's playing the petty card back. Uh, and he has absolutely 
every desire in the world to remind everybody that we're still the top dog in college football. Uh, I lean on Texas in this spot here. I think there's going to be more points scored than most people would imagine. Last year was a 20-19 game, but you get a fairly low total because of the way things went out last year. But I think both these teams are going to score points. I don't know that Alabama's defense yet is 100% up to snuff, and that also may lead to uh, some points being scored. And remember, Steve Sarkeesian used to work for Nick Saban. He was an Mm -hmm. Alabama assistant, right? We know the record of Alabama assistants against Saban, but it's not even about that. It's just more about Saban understanding tendencies and being able to find edges and know exactly what Steve Sarkeesian is going to do. If Steve Sarkeesian coached like he had a pair last year, they win that game. They really do. I, I put the game squarely on him for not being aggressive enough when the number one team or number two team, whatever they were last year when they went to Austin, comes into your house. Now uh, you're going to Tuscaloosa. It could be a rude awakening for the Longhorns. Real quick, Colorado, three-point favorite at home versus Nebraska, <laughs> number 22 in the country. Your thoughts go. All right. The, Nebraska, the Colorado Buffaloes have taken more money this week than every any NFL game on the schedule. That ought to tell you how much wow. the public is jumping on this team. And guess what, guys? We saw a line movement today from Colorado minus three to Colorado minus two and a half. So we're getting reverse line movement. All the money's going on Colorado, yet the spread is moving in favor of Nebraska. This is a good Nebraska defense. Here's the only problem for Colorado. Their defense still stinks. We forget that they gave up 42 points and a whole bunch of yards last week. I'm going to watch this game peacefully, but you put a gun <laughs> to my head, I'm taking the Cornhuskers. Okay, well, keep, keep being Mr. Money, Mark. Always a pleasure, brother. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, fellas. Thank you. Mark Zeno, ESPN radio host, making sure you're going to have more money in your pocket when money rolls around. Hit him on DX at Mark Zeno, joining Freddie Coleman and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry. We go back to the National Football League. If we give you Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers or Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears, who's in a better situation to succeed this season? Our answers are next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com on ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. NFC North that they both believe is a winnable division no matter the Lions did last night versus Kansas City or the Vikings did last year winning that division. I'll throw this at you, Harry Douglas. That quarterback that's in a better position to succeed between these two is who and why. I'm going to go with Jordan Love right now. When you look at their defense, the Green Bay Packers, that is, and if they live up to their capabilities, they have the opportunity to be a top-10 defense this season in 2023. Uh, Eight first-round draft picks on that defense, and you have a lot of guys over there that are physical uh, and want to play a good brand of football. Uh, And I know they probably want to make up for what they didn't accomplish last season. I Mm -hmm. thought that defense really let their team down. Uh, to accomplish a lot of things that they wanted to accomplish in Aaron Rodgers last year there. But you also go to the offensive side of the ball and you look at that offensive line from uh, Elton Jenkins to David Batiari and also John Runyon. They're solid up front. Those guys just have to remain healthy. They got a two-headed monster in the backfield with Aaron Jones and also A.J. Dillon. Now, if you can get Christian Watson to not be 
hurt. Yeah. He's out week one with the hamstring and also Romeo Dobbs. He's questionable right now. Uh, I like the tight end that they selected, Luke Musgrave. And a funny story about him. Okay. Um, I believe it's his uncle. Bill Musgrave was one of our coaches, a quarterback coach my fresh, my rookie year yeah. in the National Football and League for the quarterback Falcons. quarterback at Oregon. And yeah. I had no idea that was his relative. I was, Georgia in a Miss, I was judging a Miss Georgia pageant okay. in Georgia. And – it was a young lady in there competing, and her last name was Mus- Musgrave. Okay. And didn't think nothing of it. I'm walking through the crowd, leaving, and someone grabs my leg. And it's, it's, it's Mussy. Musgrave right there supporting his daughter. So that was pretty cool, man. That is cool. But I, I, I think the Green Bay Packers have an opportunity to win this division if everyone plays up to their capabilities. It's not just Jordan Love. Right. It's, it's collectively everyone. And also their head coach, Matt LaFleur, it's his job to make sure he put Jordan Love in the right situations to be successful as well. How does one go about being a judge for a pageant? That's what I want to know. So my wife actually did pageants um, growing up, and the lady that's over them, Kim Greenwood, uh, she hit me up one time. She actually hits me up every year to judge them. Okay. But since my work for ESPN, I've been doing a lot more. I haven't been able to do it because it literally it's a, it's like a week. Right. And and you're judging it like things all day long. You're interviewing the the, mm-hmm. the pageant ladies or whatnot. It, it's fun. Okay. I was able to do it one time, and it was a lot of fun. Okay. Well, we'll see if it's a lot of fun for Jordan Love now that he's AA after Aaron being mm. that guy, being that quarterback. I'm going to slide with Justin Fields being in a better position to succeed because you're right about the personnel and the coaching staff that's around Jordan Love, the Green Bay Packers. He's got a two-fisted attack with a running attack. The defenses can be really, really good. But I just think Justin Fields, his ability to be that magnetic and raise everybody else's level. And more importantly, you put pressure on your coach and general manager. Hey, you guys put this weapon around me. I'm glad to have DJ Moore. I'm thankful to have him here. But watch me work with him, and then you're going to say, we need to continue to put more pieces around him because this guy has got it. And I think they're in the best possible position to raise up and be a pain in you-know-what in that division. Now, I've seen Green Bay can't. They were that close last year with Aaron Rodgers. I'm automatically believing they're going to take a little bit of a step back because when you're placing the dude that was the dude, there's going to still be that learning curve. Justin Fields' learning curve is going to be a bit better because now a couple of people are there with him that he didn't have last year where he doesn't have to run for his life and run to make plays all the time. I think he's in a better position to succeed and make the Bears better, maybe just a little bit better than the Green Bay Packers in the NFC North. And I like the pieces that Ryan Poles has, has put within this organization on this team to try to build, right? But I still believe that the Chicago Bears are a year away from doing what they really want to do. When I look at the Green Bay Packers and the way they're constructed and they're orchestrated with uh, up and down their roster, I think they're more so built for right now to be a team, be a team to compete in the NFC. One of the things about that, I'm glad you mentioned right now because I'm a big believer more than ever before. Everything has to be more of a right now. Even if you know that it's not a right now. Yep. If you're any team that's a rookie quarterback, whether you're Carolina, whether you're Indianapolis, whether you're Houston, well, maybe not Houston, they got a ways to go. But if you're Indianapolis and Carolina, <laughs> you're saying to yourself, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.